Hey, Jim. Jake here. Hey, Jake. How are you? Doing great, man. How about yourself? No complaints. Thank you so very, very much for uh, hanging out with us for a few minutes today to talk about, well, everything you guys have been up to. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Am I coming through all right? You are. You are. Thank you. Um, well, first thing, I want to start off by telling you uh, how much we enjoy the album uh, that you guys released late last year uh, and how much fun it's been uh, sharing that music with our listeners. Uh, and, and also uh, to thank you again for coming to town earlier this year uh, and doing a thing with us at the Record Exchange here in Boise. Yeah, man, that, was a, that place was an incredible store, man. That was memorable for us, for sure. You know, we, we're all over the country going to all kind of different events, record stores. And I mean, anytime we're on tour and we get to stop and, and browse records, I love it. But there was something special about that place. So we were happy to be there. Uh, well, we had uh, such a great time with you guys. And it was uh, a nice place for Boise to get to see you guys up close. Um, you and Jeff have a really cool and unique setup that you guys sort of stumbled upon. Um, and I, and I, I wondered if you could explain how that all began to our listeners. You play uh, stand-up drumming, uh, yeah. and uh, Jeff uh, plays some guitar and plays bass pedals with his foot. Is that right? Yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the – that's, that at least gets the idea across. Um, right. If you've never seen um, – an easy way to describe it is – or the way that Jeff likes to describe what he's doing with his foot is if you've seen the uh, movie Big – and you see the scene where they're all jumping around on that big piano. Um, he's doing a version of that, but much smaller. He's got, he's got a one octave synthesizer that, that with his right foot, he's playing really simple bass lines um, so that as a duo, we can still have, have this big low end sound when we're playing live. A lot of it for us came from starting in a small town, Harrisonburg, Virginia. So it's where we went to college and where Jeff and I met. And um, basically we, looked for other musicians to play with. We wanted to start a band that had, you know, five or six members and did, you know, all, we wanted to play all kinds of genres of music and stuff. And there just, there was a lot of really creative people in our town, but not a lot of people who wanted to live on the road and kind of devote their whole life to it the way we did. And nice. so we had to figure out how to do something that we still loved, but with just the two of us. Right. And that's kind of how we landed on this thing. Yeah, I, I started standing up to play drums because all of a sudden we're two guys on a stage and there's a lot of room to take up. And Jeff's stuck in one place because he's playing bass with his feet. So he's not moving sure. around that much. And so I just used it as a great excuse to uh, flail my body around and stage dive <laughs> if possible and, you know, bring some energy that way. And there's not been a lot of folks who've played bass standing up while they performed uh, uh, in the past. So it's not like you had a lot of people to look to for, uh, you know, sort of how it's been done before, huh? Right. Yeah. Like the, the foot bass thing. I mean, it's a, what he's using is a instrument called the Taurus uh, by Moog synthesizers. And huh. it, it did come out in the, he, he, he's the historian here and uh, <laughs> probably do a better job, but I'd say the maybe late seventies or eighties and, um, there's a few different versions of it, but uh, it was never really like the focal point of a band. Um, right. But definitely Rush uh, used it. And there's times, I believe, John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin had one at different points. And uh, Sting at a couple points would play one in, in the police. But it was kind of just like to support the main band sound. Sure. Whereas for us, it was sort of like a fundamental piece. 
Yeah. Well, it's allowed you to, uh, you know, also pursue music uh, maybe a little differently than from some other people based on how you guys go out and do things live. For sure. Yeah. I mean, the it's changed our songwriting because we have to write within the limitations of either this part needs to not have bass and it can be a little more complex or uh, like, you know, Jeff can play more on guitar mm-hmm. or it's going to have a simple bass line, but it's not, it, we can't, it can't be a walking bass line. It's got to be as simple as possible. So um, yeah, like our, a lot of our, after we've, you know, been playing for about four or five years, we'll look back and be like, okay, most of our songs have like two or three major chords in it. And, and uh, you know, some transitions and stuff, but it's, it's, it's pretty simple changes when it comes down to it. Uh, but then also just the logistics of being a, a traveling band and a, a working band recording. It's still just Jeff and I um, touring around. We've at this point, we've got a van and we tour with a sound engineer and a lighting engineer. And that's it's like for this for the level of venues we're playing. It's it's pretty insane that we can bring that crew along because everybody else is having to pay, you know, two or three band members and then to, right. to bring somebody else on top of that is, is unthinkable, but we can kind of, they're, they're like a, a very important part of our, our touring crew. Uh, yeah. When we do tour, that is. You know? Right. We'll yeah. talk about that here in, in just a little bit. Sure. I'm, 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 I'm so impressed and really fascinated by your collective backgrounds, you and uh, you and Jeff and um, how you guys sort of met up and the things, all the things you were doing, uh, you know, in college, but uh, the way you sort of got into farming, is, uh, can you tell yeah. us more about that? Because that Boise's got a pretty rich farm to table community and um, we're an agricultural based area. And I, I think that's going to be interesting to our listeners. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually remember that from, from playing uh, the record exchange there, just, just meeting a couple random people who talked about working at restaurants that were farm to table and, and being, being interested in our kind of background in farming. Um, so basically uh, what happened is Jeff and I met in college uh, when we were both around 20, about to turn 21 um, and didn't start playing music too seriously until uh, a year or so after that. But uh, when we were graduating college together, um, our, our final semester of our senior year, uh, I think I had a extra credit that I needed to, to get somewhere. And I was, I was, um, interested in this farming internship class that our school had. We went to James Madison University uh-huh. and, and it was sort of a, an organic agriculture internship, kind of like wolfing, but since it was, it was local to our area. Um, and so I was just like, Hey, it'd be fun to take a class with my friend Jeff and we're starting this band together. So let's, let's do it. Um, and we ended up interning on two different farms for about eight to 10 hours a week and uh that was just for a a semester so we we were i mean i grew up gardening with my mom and that sort of thing but you know i knew pretty pretty small amount uh when it really came down to it so we spent a couple you know months of this semester out on these farms and, and reading a bunch of kind of uh agriculture books and and um it's a pretty eclectic class it wasn't it was not your standard like ag course, this was kind of like a, well, let's introduce you to this thing called permaculture and let's introduce you to this idea of, um, yeah, like systems design on a farm where you can, you know, all of your waste gets recycled into a different part of your farm and, and you try to close all those loops. So that was really fascinating to us. Uh, at the end of that, 
one of the farms that we worked on, uh, the, the farmer was just having a, a, their first child and um, basically said he needed to get a job with health insurance and didn't really want to close the farm out and offered to basically pass it on to Jeff and I uh, for just, he would, you know, we would, we, he had already pretty much planted everything. It was just the harvest that year and we just had to kind of keep it alive and, and we dove in and again, I mean, the, the important thing to remember here is like Jeff and I both grew up in the suburbs of DC and Baltimore and uh, really had no idea what was going on here and just kind of were flailed into this farming management position and we loved it. And we ended up doing it for another year and a half and uh, it, it was a great experience. But w when we look back on it, uh, it's the entire thing was a is much about us learning how to work hard and be dedicated to something and learning where our food comes from. And uh, would I say that I'm a great farmer at this point in my life? No, I live in a van <laughs> and I, you know, we made it we, at, at a certain point, we made a decision that it was near, near impossible for us to be really serious about music and also really serious about farming. And we decided to choose music as our profession. So, and you, uh, and you guys were doing shows during this while you were running the farm as well. Yeah, we, we, at, yeah. The, at the time we actually started a, a different band. Uh, it still was Jeff and I and one other member who played keyboard. Um, and that band was actually called money cannot be eaten. And it was, uh, we were, I mean, we we're very engaged with kind of environmental activism. We, we got in, in, in a group of folks from our little town who uh, had the idea to tour music by bicycle around Virginia mainly. And we, we did that once a year for about two weeks um, for about four or five years. And yeah. kind of something we're, we're working on right now, how to reinvent uh, at this stage in our career, how, how can we get back on the bike is what we're dealing with right now. Uh, again, that is something that speaks to our town, which is very bike friendly. Oh man, that's awesome! Yeah, and I, I just love that idea that you guys took your show took your show on the road with bikes. Um, it's it's so impressive. Um, so we've been spending obviously lots of time with this record, which I love. Uh, please tell me, just please tell me that someone has made sure that Neil Young has heard your song "I Want to Leave America." We would. Uh... I, I, we have not got confirmation. We, we said we want, if it's going to happen, we want a reaction video and we have not, <laughs> we have not gotten that reaction video yet, but. Um, well, you think with all the stuff that Neil does online these days, he'd get to that. Oh my gosh. I know. It's like, it's hitting harder and harder. There's a, one of the specific lyrics of that song is, is, um, it's just kind of pointing out. Yeah. There's, there's particularly with the current president, president and administration, um, there's a lot that we don't like about what's going mm -hmm. on in America right now. And it's kind of like calling out Neil Young and, and uh, some of our, some of the people that we look up to who've been in music and been political and asking like, what do you say about this? What should we be saying about this? How do we, how do we live into this a little bit? And uh, it's really funny that, yeah, now Neil Young is speaking up very directly about how he feels about Donald Trump using his music. And uh, it's been really enjoyable. Um, <laughs> I don't know enjoyable to see him he's always been very politically active yes he has yes, fulfill the uh, fulfill the song a little bit for us so it's got to be tough for you guys not to be able to be out touring right now i mean this was you know really probably going to be a large part of your year was touring behind this really well received album 
Yeah, you know, we, we had a lot canceled. Uh, I mean, we had a lot planned that was canceled. Um, and I mean, mainly summer festivals were, were the mm -hmm. big thing that we lost out on. Um, and we definitely were gonna be touring throughout all of that, but it, in a way, it, we were kind of reaching the end of, of our main touring cycle for that album, oh, okay. getting ready to record uh, what's coming up next. So in, in some ways, we were hurt a lot less than other musicians that right. we know who uh, were just releasing an album and right. couldn't get out at all. Like we, we sort of had the opportunity um, to, to tour leading up to the album's release and then also another pretty much two U.S. tours after the album release to some extent, or at least East Coast and, and sure. full U.S. And, um, and so we felt like we got out there pretty well and we're ready to dive into what was next. And so that's, that's what we've just gone ahead and done anyway. Um, we've had a few weeks. Jeff and I live separately in separate cities at this point. So we have to okay. travel to, yeah, we have to travel to get together to write. Um, but we had a few weeks in Virginia where we wrote and then Jeff's coming out to visit me in Nashville next week. And we're going to be writing here for a few weeks. Um, and we're really just gearing up for, for what's next right now. Nice. So you have been able to get some writing in. That's fantastic news. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us about your in the moment series. Uh, I've just discovered these um, myself. I'm a little late to that particular party, but let our listeners know what you guys are doing with these releases. Yeah, that was so that was a, just something we realized um, right after releasing our, our debut album. It's the self-titled that y'all are playing from. Um, it, like we really love the way that that came out and we love those sounds and stuff, but um, we're also just like the songs continue to evolve as we tour. And uh, there's an energy that we capture live that, uh, is still you like is a little bit of a different thing than on the recording because the recording we definitely spend time and make sure everything feels perfect and 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 big and awesome but there's a certain right. chaos to the live thing that i'm really attracted to and jeff's really attracted to so um we just realized we're we're in this unique place where we're touring around the country playing venues that are two to three hundred size venues so tiny you know mm -hmm. if you think about going to see a band you you like from the radio that most of them are not playing these size venues and and uh we were just like we want to capture this stage uh and and share it with people you know so basically on the U full u.s headline tour that we did uh we tried to film uh, we, we probably brought out a, a film crew for like two weeks um split up over a two-month tour and just captured you know, probably five to 10 different shows and pulled the best take of the songs we wanted to release uh, from each of those and have been putting those up on YouTube and on Spotify. And uh, yeah, I think, I think the last one we released was actually um, a cover of a My Morning Jacket song called Thank You Too, uh, oh, which was, it was a really fun one for us. We, we, we played that, um, we really only played it once or twice on tour, but one of them was in Nashville, which was the final night of that tour. Um, and it's where I live now. So it was kind of a homecoming. And uh, for the week before that, a funny thing had happened for us. We, we're big My Morning Jacket fans. And yes. um, Jeff 
particularly like his, his, two of his musical idols from from when he was young learning how to play guitar were Jim James from My Morning Jacket and Neil Young. And so we definitely look to them a lot. Um, But we also can just like, we know kind of both of those artists uh, catalogs pretty well to the point where if somebody wants to hear one of those songs or one of those bands music, we can just do it on the fly. And and that's pretty fun. And what, what happened is somewhere on that tour, uh, we started getting, our band was posted about in the My Morning Jacket fan club on Facebook. And then for the, the final like two weeks of that tour, there was five to six people at every show that came who came up afterwards and were like, I saw you, I came to see you because uh, I heard about you on the My Morning Jacket fan club. And, and we just realized that this was happening more and more. And, and these people were super friendly and fun to talk to. And um and yeah, just at the, at the end on that Nashville, we were like, all right, well, we know some more of those folks are going to come out to the show and let's, let's do a, a thank you to them. And, and uh, that's, uh, that's kind of how it went. It was pretty fun. And um, the other crazy thing about that show particularly um, is about less than a week later in Nashville, it, the, a, a tornado ripped through and destroyed that venue. Um, and, and I, I live about, 10 blocks from it. And I, I, I was totally safe, but the whole neighborhood next to me was destroyed. And so every time we look at footage from that show, we're, we're all kind of uh, just amazed and in shock a bit. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Nashville, uh, that, that was particularly um, sad, sad to see that happen. And uh, I know several people that must live in your neighborhood based on what you're telling me. Yeah. yeah. Um, one more question I wanted to ask about how hands are hands on are you and Jeff uh, when it comes to packaging and, and photos and stuff that the band produces? Is that something you guys also get to have fun with? Oh yeah. We, we definitely, we're definitely very hands on with the visual side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, Early on in our, in our band that came from, uh, kind of necessity, I think, like, okay, right. uh, you know, everybody that starts a band very quickly realizes nobody is going to work for free and make art for you or make a poster for you or do so. So Jeff and I pretty quickly were like, all right, well, you learn how to use Photoshop and I'm going to learn how to, uh, you know, book shows or whatever. Sure. So, so, so we kind of divided that up a little bit and, um, so we jumped in and got our hands dirty with with visuals pretty early on. But for the for the record and for the in the moment series, um, we've actually found an artist that we really enjoy collaborating with, working with um, a guy named Dean Giavos, who lives in New York City, um, and he is the one that that uh, kind of created the visuals for that album. Um, okay. We talked. We showed, gave him a bunch of references. Everything from some like some of the weirder Pink Floyd albums out there to like old propaganda posters and just, right? just you know, here's some of what we're thinking about and what we like the looks of. And, and he created a, a, a kind of a little universe that, that felt really cool to us and colors we really liked. And, um, but yeah, getting, you know, spending hours on the phone talking to somebody about art and, and then, uh, what what was beautiful with us is we got to the point where we ended up just trusting him entirely and nice. um, just said like, all right, cool. We like the first few ideas you've 
done for smaller projects are great for this record. Uh, this is what we're thinking, but just go ahead and do it. And he came back and I don't think we even made an edit, you know, I think it was just like, that's it. It looks great. Yeah, and, it's uh, great to build those yeah. relationships, huh? Finding that team is, is a huge part of trying to manage so many little pieces to the puzzle is just get somebody you trust and, and let them nail it, you know? Right. Uh, you and Jeff skaters, did I read that correctly? <laughs> Jeff, maybe more than I am. I, okay. I just, at this point in my life, I, uh, I fear for my limbs. <laughs> and uh, I think it's just because I stepped on a skateboard the other day, or like, you know, six months ago, and uh, right before leaving for tour, and within one minute had sprained my ankle. And oh, oh. The, the, the fear of God was in me at that point when I was like, did I just break my, like, what just happened? Can I walk? And I was fine. But after that, I was just like, uh, this doesn't, it's not even fun for me anymore. It's just oh, stressful. That's but Jeff, Jeff will, I think last time we were in Boston or something, Jeff just randomly found a skate shop with a little indoor skate park and yeah. bought a skateboard and spent, uh, spent the afternoon shredding. You, well, how about you? Are you, you a skater? I do not, but we've got a world-class uh, skate park here in Boise. The, uh, the, they've been doing the road to the X Games here the last few years. So I was going to say, next time you guys are in town and we will make that happen, you got to bring your boards. If You, 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 get a, you, you don't have to. <laughs> I'll watch. I, you know, I think probably one of the most impactful musical experiences for me as a young uh, budding adolescent was uh, playing Tony Hawk and listening to the Tony Hawk pro skater soundtrack because that in a lot of ways formed a generation of, of young people looking for a way to uh, get the, get the rock out, I guess, you know, certainly, certainly did. <laughs> well, we're, uh, we wish you guys the best of luck. We cannot wait to hear what chapter two or chapter three is depending on where you guys place yourself at right now. But we're, we're big fans of, uh, of everything we've heard so far. Uh, and we wish you guys the best of luck and can't wait to have an opportunity to see you here back in Boise. Man, well, I'm, I'm excited to come back, and, and we will see you um, as soon as we possibly and safely can. Right. But great talking to you today. You as well, Jake. Thank you so much. We much appreciate it. All right. See Be you. well. <laughs>